Hi, my name is Abraham. My name is Parth. And this is Convophilic Podcast. All right, welcome to episode two of Convophilic Podcast. Yeah. Hope everyone's doing all right. And uh, so our next episode is going to be on purpose and fulfillment. And we were coming up with all the different episodes or like topics that we wanted to um, touch on before we even started recording these um, podcasts. Uh, we just thought it was like something that's relevant to people our age because... I don't know I've seen it in like in myself but also in like some of my friends like once they're done accomplishing a certain like feat right um, there's like a a void that everyone has to like fill because like they no longer have like a sense of purpose and like purpose is a very broad term but um, you know there's always kind of like a main purpose that somebody's trying to go after whether it's like I'm gonna get my bachelor's degree or I'm gonna become like certified like as an EMT or or I'm gonna get like a job or I'm gonna have a kid you know like there's always like a one main purpose in somebody's life like and then on the side of that there's like all these side right side goals but um yeah well what was your what were your thoughts on like this topic before we even like started dive in yeah uh I'd say it's probably the most important topic uh not just that we're going to cover on this podcast or anything. I'm not trying to say anything about that. But yeah. if you don't have this, like, you're not going to have a very fulfilling a me- life. Yeah, That's why a, meaning, a meaningful the, life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in that sense, this is one of the most important topics just because it relates to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you're, like, a child, whether you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you're a, like, mm-hmm. elderly person. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, so, so what you were saying earlier is that people have these temporary purposes that once they fulfill, they kind of just lose it or um, they become depressed or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I see that a lot in basketball players. You know, yeah. they, they have to retire, obviously, by like, what, 40, probably? They're, they're probably not going to play after 40 in the NBA or whatever. You need to be in peak physical condition for that, right? Right. So I've heard that, you know, they spend all their money, they go bankrupt or whatever. Yeah. The cases like they become depressed like some of these uh one of the articles you sent me earlier was uh had a, an example of some uh athlete mm-hmm. i forgot what sport it was but um he went around like the soccer get, player soccer player okay mm-hmm. just getting drunk and like uh asking people in the mall to like buy him drinks and whatever yeah like what what is your life after that you know yeah and it's it's rough because uh we see this a lot in veterans too you know you have a set you have a set um, framework to follow of what your purpose is you know like um, from day to night you have a framework but then like after first for some veterans unfortunately you know after they've gone through their um, military service and they come out it's hard to transition back into the day-to-day life because there is no format mm-hmm. of what to follow um, and that's why there's a huge uh, population of veterans that are actually um, homeless you know and, yeah. and it's just uh, uh, it shouldn't be that way yeah but um, it's it happens and it happens because um, a lot of times like people may lose sight of what their purpose at that stage of life is mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Um, cool so how about since we already touched a little bit on that um, let's start off with like fulfillment mm-hmm. and what that means to us because I think that's the ultimate 
that's the main goal of purpose, I guess, is yeah. to, to find fulfillment. And fulfillment, in, in a sense, I think, uh, amounts to happiness. Um, so what do you, like, how do you... What's my definition yeah, of fulfillment? Yeah, what's your definition, yeah. Uh, so I, the one thing, the first thing that kind of just, when you, when you just said it, the first thing that popped into my mind was, um, if I had to summarize it in one word, is growth. Mm, right. Mm, and mm. what I mean by that is seeing myself fulfill my potential, whatever that may be. But the fact that I'm getting better and better little by little every single day. For example, there's this uh, concept, uh, a Japanese concept called Kaizen, where every single day you get a little bit better. It's like chunk by chunk. You know, you can't. Uh, there's a saying you can't eat a whole elephant in one bite. You right. eat it little by little. Yeah. So but then when you the the, the most fulfilling thing for me <clears throat> is looking back at how I used to be and comparing that to now whatever that may be, whether that's going to the gym or whether that's like, uh, you know, accomplishing a goal, whether at one point, oh, I wanted to go to UCLA big time. Right, right, well, I accomplished right. that. I look yeah. back at it and I'm like, wow, I finished that. I, I did it. Um, at one point thinking that that was impossible. At one point, I never, I never dreamed or thought that I would start a YouTube channel ever. Yeah. I, I didn't think I had what it took. Yeah. And all look of a sudden, here now. I am. Here I am. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not now. saying I've made it big time or anything, but I've started. Yeah. Um, and just that, looking back at that, the, the path, looking at the path, that's fulfilling to me. Yeah. And if, and if you do, or when you, when you make it like to that point of like a YouTube channel that you want to get to, then you can look back and be like, oh man, like this is the journey that I've taken, taken exactly. So that also like makes your experience more meaningful. And that's why I think a, a part of life is struggling yeah. because if you just had everything that you ever wanted at the snap of a finger, it's not meaningful anymore. 100%. It loses its value. Yep. Because um, uh, I guess for, for me, like fulfillment um, is along the same lines, right? Like for me, fulfillment is is finding satisfaction in the things that I've done. And I mean, I'm by no means like a carpenter or anything, right? But I like this analogy of like, it's like a skilled tradesman. It's like you start off with like a piece of wood and then you create like this nice like, um, like piece of art like with the wood or you make a canoe or something that you can use that for later on and it's like I think I look at that in like in in skills like for me something like a very small example is like running I used to find like running one mile really hard really yeah. hard to do and now like I'll I'll top out at 10 miles and that's just like for me that's like my leisure run you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. some people look at me like I'm insane because yeah, they're yeah. just like 10 miles like what's wrong with you dude yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for me it's like I'm accomplishing multiple things on my run. It's it's mm -hmm. like I'm I'm not just accomplishing like the distance, but it's a way for me running is a way to like categorize all my thoughts in my mind and like sort them out. It's like cleaning my room, but it's like my room is my mind, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and okay. uh, I think that um, you know my purpose in running is like to f to achieve like clarity. And like once I achieve that clarity after those ten miles, it's like I look back at it and it's like man like I was running for like an hour and a half you yeah know? and yeah. then uh, it's like well I've within that time span like that short time span relative to what our lifetime right I've achieved a lot I feel mm -hmm. so that makes my runs meaningful mm -hmm. um, and I can apply that I guess that I thought process to, to other things like I don't know to my like educational journey too like you kind of talked about it um, but I mean, this podcast isn't about me. So like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, let's talk about, um, sure. yeah, let's talk about, um, I guess the different types of purposes that, that sure. I guess like categories that already exist. 
mm-hmm. um, because it's easy, like not just for us to look at these things. I think for like our listeners who just to look around at the people that surround them and they're, I'm guaranteed to find a lot of these purposes existing in their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of them, um, I don't know if when you were writing out your notes and stuff, you found different like wording for these things. Um, but in this article I pulled up um, from Psychology Today, I think is like the website. And um, this was an article titled uh, The Power of Purpose by Steve Taylor. He has like a PhD in psychology, he's a professor somewhere. Um, he kind of categorized like different types of purpose, purpose, and I agree with the established categories that he came up with. So like one mm-hmm. of them was like personal growth or um, he worded it accumulative, yeah. like personal accumulative. Mm-hmm. And, and that even like has subcategories of like wealth, status, success. So somebody might have like the purpose of being, um, I don't know, like the most successful like salesperson at their company, right? Um, and that has its own incentives. I don't know, cause I'm not a salesperson, mm-hmm. but, um, or like status, you know, like somebody that um, grows up in like a poor neighborhood, their purpose um, that they've come up for themselves is like, I'm gonna get out of this like socioeconomic like position that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some other ones that I found um, were altruism, and that's like the kind of person that um, looks at their purpose as being, I'm gonna make this world a better place or I'm gonna save the planet or, you know, and that's like a really broad thing. Um, but it's basically the betterment of society. Um, a very, I guess, uh, mm, there's another category that I'm like, that I have written down, but I'm struggling to find like the wording of how I wanna say this, but, um, the other category is survival and that's kind of like the will to live but I think this is the most primal category because before we had all this like stuff right before yeah. we became like a capitalistic society that wanted to like attain a lot of yeah. like objects, material wealth yeah. material wealth and things like that our, our purpose was survival right like mm-hmm. don't get eaten by that mountain lion or something yeah. like that and this yeah. still exists nowadays you know in different mm-hmm. places but um, you know like people struggle to buy bread you know like their daily bread or whatever yeah um so it's definitely still a relevant category maybe it's not for us Mm -hmm. but for some people or i mean unless we're like camping or something yeah don't get eaten by that bear i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely so what did you find um is is to like the different types of purpose or like different what categories like types of purpose um that's a that's a good question i didn't really like categorize the types of purpose mm-hmm. but um well because you were uh talking to me earlier about um like family uh-huh and, and like providing for your kids like that's a type of purpose somebody might. right 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 yeah so so i think i think realistically speaking i think purpose can be found in so many things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many things everyone has a different uh thing uh as to uh, what their purpose really is um for someone, as the example I gave you earlier, could be uh, someone's purpose could be providing for their family, mm-hmm. making sure that, okay, maybe I'm not going to be the one to achieve all this greatness, but at least let me give, let me obtain money, resources or whatever, and give my kids the lifestyle that I couldn't afford and let them have all the opportunities possible to yeah. like, like give them a platform to go 
skyrocket to whatever they want to do you know exactly it's like i'm gonna hand over the torch to them yeah, yeah. and I, i've seen this a lot in um in like immigrant families yeah, so um yeah. a lot of it is like also like their purpose was earlier as in like i'm gonna like come out of this um like status that i have right but maybe i'm not gonna be able to jump out of that status um as well as i can but my kids will if i provide yeah. them with the right resources mm -hmm. right so that's like the broad broad view of it but like this the closer um dive into that category is like what you're saying um i'm gonna accumulate more resources to give them and i'm gonna hand this is theirs yeah they're gonna do what they can with it mm -hmm. to also like move up Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and yeah. it's it's crazy if I think about it. You can even tie this into economics because everyone plays a special part in our society. Everyone mm -hmm. is specialized, mm -hmm. and like for example, the carpenter does carpenting, and right teachers teach. Uh, without imagine like you didn't have those type of people providing the services or the goods that they were producing to society, right? Yeah. Their purpose they was not being fulfilled for whatever reason. You would not benefit either. Because sometimes when, when people have a purpose, they tend to provide that, uh, or tend to have a purpose, they tend to provide like a service or a good to society also. Yeah. So for example, if my purpose was to educate people on certain topics that they may not be educated on or not want to do research on, if I wasn't fulfilling my purpose, people would not be as educated on the, those people that I would yeah, have yeah, yeah. otherwise so educated. It's, it's kind of, um, it's, Helpful to others. Yeah, it's helpful yeah. to others, and, and it's it's um, it's an, you can infect like for lack of better words, you can infect others with your with your purpose, and thus you give them purpose. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like a virus. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Keep going with that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. With that um, example. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. And you brought up economics, and that's cool because I guess yeah. we're uh, we're gonna uh, <laughs> use our degrees a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> gotta use it a little bit. I kind of, I mean, you see that if, if you read or you play video games or anything, I mean, in, in literature, you'll see that too in, in the main character. The main character has this purpose. And that's why I think a lot of people are drawn to movies, to, mm. to video games, yeah. because yeah. they see the framework of purpose working in this character's life. I mean, if I'm going to talk about books, like maybe Lord of the Rings, right? So like Frodo um, doesn't really have much going on at first. And then comes across like the ring and then like he learns that this ring is gonna cause like devastating things to well not just humanity because he doesn't realize that at first but like to uh, the Shire where like mm -hmm. he lives mm -hmm. so then he goes into this journey where he's like oh, I gotta go like toss the ring into the yeah. volcano and right, then like right. come back right. and that's like and that's like his purpose his purpose mm -hmm. in life is to like save yeah. save his world in a sense and then um come back and and obviously like there's three books so like yeah. he, he he learns a lot along, along the, way. the way and that's along like the, the journey like the beauty of the yeah. journey yeah. but i mean even i don't know and there's you see like examples of purpose in tons of things i'm gonna talk about pokemon because like sure that new game just sure. came out so yeah. like the purpose of the main character is like you gotta beat the pokemon league champion you know oh, yeah, yeah and then it's like to get there he has to beat all these gym leaders or if you picked a girl like the girl character you know same thing so it's like i think people are drawn into all these like into all these like frameworks of purpose but then sometimes like i think as people we tend to fall short of 
seeing that in our lives it's like okay well like obviously i like that frodo has a purpose i like that the pokemon trainer has a purpose i don't know i didn't think of an example of a movie but like i'm tons of movies you can pick any of them dude 100 percent um and, and this is where i can kind of bring it back to the types of purpose that you were saying before yeah, too yeah. one of my favorite movies as you probably know was man of steel long time ago i mean it's not anymore but yeah. it used to be when i was younger yeah uh, for reasons i didn't really even were not really important you know but whatever but one thing that was really cool was that the villain had his own purpose also yeah and he was just trying to fulfill his own purpose. That's it. It's not yeah. like the Joker, like he just wanted, his purpose was to just cause chaos. But yeah. this guy like legitimately was like, I'm doing this for the survival of my species. Mm -hmm. I don't care about Earth species. Yeah. This is for my species. But he genuinely believed that that was his purpose. And that right. was, he was going all in, you know. That was the movie where he, um, he fights the guy that came from his home planet, right? His home planet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. General Zod, yeah. Yeah, General Zod. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they both have a purpose. And at that point, it's like, the the feud between the two becomes like who has the most willpower to like accomplish their purpose yeah. i guess yeah yeah who's who's the stronger one yeah. yeah yeah so i mean i think you know we're like i was saying we're all attracted to like these different frameworks of purpose but then sometimes like people might fall fall short of applying that like to their own lives you know yeah. and i think yeah. that that's how um I guess like getting into um, fulfillment again, people may not achieve that fulfillment because they'll fall short of accomplishing their purpose. But a lot of times it's like, the hard part is identifying what is my purpose, mm -hmm. right? And, and because people may not have identified what is my purpose, right? Or what their purpose is, um, there's a void. And I was even, I was looking into this in, um, these uh, psychology articles that I was that I was looking at, um, the same guy who was kind of um, going off, saying that when people don't have a purpose, psychological dilemmas come up, mm -hmm. and sometimes and, and he mentioned three things in particular. So boredom was one of them, mm -hmm. uh, anxiety was another, and then depression is another one. And I think that um, I don't know. I see a lot of people of my generation um look at it as like existential dread but really it's like not that big of a, of a problem it's just like those individuals like i'm guilty of this myself like need to find a specific purpose for that moment in time in their lives right do you think that there is a certain resistance in our culture today towards finding a purpose in life because i what i've I, what i've noticed is um, and I'm not gonna like bring up personal examples or anything, but uh, this is a common thing where some people who are in massive depression, when you try to urge them in the kindest of ways to find something that they're passionate about or find a purpose in life, they give you massive resistance. Mm. They're like, no, you don't know what I'm going through or you don't know, it's like, and it's like you, no matter how much you try to help them or push them in that direction, and it's not like you're you're telling them, hey, this is your purpose. You're saying you need to find your own right, purpose. Right, right. You need to Just find your own purpose. Just nudge them in that direction. Yeah. They refuse to go in that direction. Do you think it has anything to do with like hedonistic pleasures like Instagram or like short-term pleasures that we have a lot of t in today's society? Or um, I actually wrote some stuff about this in my notes because um, I think it's really important to touch on because I think there are like a bunch of low-hanging fruits 
when it comes to purpose, but then also sometimes when we really do have a purpose, um, a lot of people get scared about accomplishing those things. So I'm gonna like dive into like those two things. I think that, so like like I was saying earlier, there are like pre-existing frameworks of purpose, right? So like, um, and, that, and those pre-existing frameworks can be good or bad depending on the individual because like if I'm bored and then I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I, I, I have, I need a purpose. And let's say I already have a job. I already go to school. Like I have everything else like good, mm-hmm. but then I do have these moments of like free time where, where I can be bored or like anxiety sinks in because yeah. there's nothing else to do. So to fill that, I can be like, okay, well, um, I'm going to join like a sport. You know, I'm going to join my local like jujitsu gym or whatever. Sure. And at that point, like the individual that's making these decisions, because I mean, this is all hypothetical. Um, at that point, you're feeling you're feeling that void in time that you have with a purpose. It's like, well, now I'm going to learn Brazilian jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that after like that individual learns how to do like jujitsu, then they might be like, OK, well, I'm going to go compete in a tournament. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. try and win this white belt tournament, you know. Mm-hmm. So that becomes like that person's purpose for that void because, you know, we're dynamic creatures. We're gonna have different types of purposes. Um, but on the flip side, right, there could be a dark side to that um, pre-existing framework yeah. because let's say an individual doesn't decide to do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They're like, okay, well, how about I'm gonna drink all day because that satisfies yeah. my pleasure. And that's like you were yeah. talking about hedonistic pleasures. Um, and, uh, so what that hedonistic pleasure is like anything basically like that's fulfilling like a, like a carnal desire or like what? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like in today's society now, especially with technology, we have these things like entertainment, right? Netflix, they, Disney just came out with Disney plus, like mm-hmm. these are thing, video games. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to name off a few like eating, sex, uh, entertainment, uh, video games, whatever, right? These. Yeah. Um, so this is all like in excess too. When it becomes yeah, a in excess. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, everything you need food, you need sex, you need all these things. They're hardwired mm-hmm. into you yeah. for survival and you know reproduction and everything. But in excess, when it becomes when you rely on that for feeling good, to feel good, right, to release right, right, dopamine right, right. in okay. your brain, you know. Yeah. Um, that is when you become reliant on that. I think that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. So those are all things i mean not all of those things but like some of those things can be fulfilled easy right so that's why i brought up um alcohol if you're 21 like anyone can go into like a liquor store or walmart or whatever target and go buy like alcohol so if someone's bored or anxious and then they see that drinking is like gonna like ease their nerves or um you know like it's gonna give them something to do um, because at that point the purpose becomes I'm gonna fulfill my my need for pleasure, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna drink and then sure. that's that's the flip side like that's not those pre-existing purposes You know the individual I think should make a a um, Educated decision if that's really what they're gonna do and it's difficult man It's not easy like we're talking about this like in theory, right? but it's difficult because if we're not in that person's shoes, right? And we're speaking about like this hypothetical individual. And it's like, we're not in that person's shoes, but also like that person can be going through like other things that makes it difficult for them to choose between like 
jujitsu or like drinking alcohol like what a jujitsu gym is like <laughs> to have like a membership is like 200 bucks whereas in like i'm gonna buy like a six pack of beer you know yeah that's an easy choice yeah for, for somebody that maybe that be maybe doing that um but i mean it's just like up to the person to like make that decision because obviously you don't have to do jujitsu you can go running that's free you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah, free. yeah. um so and then what was your other yeah actually so what i was going to ask about was uh we have more depression in our society also mm -hmm. uh now than ever right yeah. and a lot of the times these uh psychiatrists and um people will um, prescribe uh drugs that will we we have these stimulants that will push us in a direction where our physical profile changes right we release more dopamine or whatever the case is alcohol weed whatever sometimes even xanax right like if the psychiatrist prescribes xanax for right. depression and everything yeah they're looking at it on a physical level where well hormones that are released that like serotonin or whatever um will change that person's problems but i think oftentimes depression can not maybe fully be solved but a lot of it can be solved from purpose and fulfillment right yeah it is is forcing yourself into that state where you're finding something you're passionate about you tend to because you're spending so much time on your purpose that automatically leaves less time for hedonistic pleasures that only will probably lead to more depression yeah because you're comparing yourself on social media or whatever the case may be right right okay yeah things like that so my so the the question or the thing that i was going off of was depression in our society um what can can it be fixed with finding purpose or meaning in life um i think a part of it not this one's difficult because i mean neither of us are like psychiatrists or psychologists right like sure. clinical psychologists yeah but based off like information that we've looked at or you know like i listen to a lot of podcasts you do too mm -hmm. um and uh somebody like um jordan peterson who was a clinical a psychologist and now he does a lot of like lectures like on philosophy and stuff like that mm -hmm. he um he brought this up um that giving someone that has depression or anxiety medication for that is not bad but you know if it helps them it helps them but at the same time like the drugs from my knowledge and i think he said this as well is like they're always to get that person out of a state of depression or anxiety it's always better when it's paired with talk therapy because mm. talk therapy allows like the person to get their feelings out or, or get their emotions out and then a lot of times like therapists will just like ask um, rephrase what the patient has said mm -hmm. or ask questions so that they further like unravel what they've said so right. it becomes more of like a reflective kind of mm -hmm. thing in, in like talk talk therapy and i'm sure there's different styles and they'll teach like meditation but i think that when it's paired like medication and like talk therapy it helps because a lot of times talk therapy what it's about is finding purpose right it's about sure. finding meaning sure so yeah. for sure i think um both would help and i don't i don't know i, th I would be because i think a lot of doctors may be um too fast to prescribe medicine right so away too. yeah um so that's obviously not good mm -hmm. and um there just needs to be more of a balance for those kind of things and i think you asked me earlier too um about when somebody finds 
their purpose, right? Or we kind of talked about this. If somebody finds their purpose, but why do they shy away from it mm-hmm. once they've found their purpose? We did talk about that, right? Did but we? we I, so I don't know if we did. I don't remember. Well, I thought you brought it up. The, the first thought in my head is fear of failure. Yeah. So that's, right. let's talk about it anyways, sure. whether we brought it up or sure. not. Sure. Yeah. Um, so when I look at this, it's like, well, somebody finds their purpose, right? Um, let's think of an, of an example was something we can use. Um, okay. What about becoming a lawyer or something? Sure. And that person really like identifies with that. Like I'm going to be a lawyer. Um, but some people might fall short or they'll find distractions, right? Like easier purposes to avoid doing their main goal, right? Their main purpose. I'm kind of using it inter- interchangeably here. Um, because to become a lawyer, first that person needs to get a bachelor's degree, then they need to um, take the LSAT. Sure. And then obviously like between those two things, they should have gotten like good letters of rec, um, probably should have done some research on the type of law school that they want to go to or the schools that have like their interests in mind. Um, and then it's not as easy as just accomplishing those things. They have to get a good LSAT score and have to have gotten like good recommendations, written a good personal essay. Um, and that can be super stressful. And it's easier, especially like if there's a huge time frame where you where that individual may have to accomplish that, it may be easy to just be like, oh, like I'll study for the LSAT later. I'm gonna go hang out with my friends or I'm gonna go. Or they hit you up or something. Yeah, like yeah, like they're, I'm gonna hit somebody up or their friends hit them up and yeah. they go out or um, yeah, I'm gonna watch this like series real, real quick like a series can be like Game of Thrones where it's oh, like yeah. so many seasons and it's yeah. and that person yeah. doesn't study for the LSAT. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a it's a little bit of um, fear. Yeah. Um, a little bit of um, insecu- lack of discipline. Lack of discipline could be one. I think insecurity is another one because I don't know, like like being a lawyer is known to be like this really um stressful like a stressful career but also like uh it's very like there's a lot of responsibility i would think um especially if you're like the type of lawyer where you're working on people's cases right like their lives may be like mm-hmm. depending on mm-hmm. whether the case like they win or lose the case mm-hmm. so it can be really stressful and it, like insecurity can sink in like am i good enough yeah to represent this person or like to be a lawyer where i may be put in that position um i think that when somebody has like that purpose in mind but then they think about they think too much about what that purpose entails because mm-hmm. there's a lot of responsibility that may cause failure it's a it's a it's sure. a self-fulfilling it's a prophecy yeah yeah, yeah. You, you talk yourself out of it because you're overthinking things yeah okay yeah how do you look at it yeah um well, well what specifically how do i look at what like just when somebody sees a purpose but then they shy away from it oh oh yeah uh, my, the first thought that comes into my mind is fear of failure. Um, a lot of reasons, though. I think it maybe you know the idea. Maybe their self image is not of someone who can do something like that yet. It's not even just fear, fear of failure, but also fear of criticism along the way, mm-hmm, because people mm-hmm. are obviously going to hate when you're trying to do anything. I mean, I'm specifically talking about purposes that are bigger in scale let's say and yeah. you have to put yourself out there there's always haters <laughs> always dude and in, always. and in different ways too like it doesn't even i'm gonna go back to that example of mm-hmm. this person 
trying to be a lawyer, right? Mm. They may be uh, trying to study for the LSAT, but then some of their friends are hitting them up like, hey, like, let's hang out. But then when they say no, I can't hang out with you because I'm studying for the LSAT. Their friends may be like, oh, like, we're not friends. Like, you just don't want to see me. And and it's, it's like they're not necessarily being a hater in the sense where they're not they don't it's not like they don't want you to be a lawyer they're being a hater because they they take they're taking it personal that you're not hanging out with them (laughs) and that's like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous but it happens and even like i mean we're in our 20s like it still happens it's crazy it still happens i and dude if you ask me i feel like it's a and i can't even say this and i feel like it's a lack of maturity on the other end you know yeah for sure it's like like how can you take it personally how like if you really cared for me as a friend you would want the best for me you know right right. um yeah so so fear of criticism along the way uh fear of failure it's their self-image is not of someone who can actually do that yet and so the the solution to that would be to chunk it like little little chunks at a time you know you build up your self-image like right now i don't see what my true potential really is Right. I know it's 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 something it's something big and I can yeah. feel it but I don't I don't know exactly what that is and I don't even know if I can accomplish that but along the way as I accomplish and achieve certain things um, I'm going to get more confident oh okay wow I can actually do these things if I put in the work if I put in the if I'm a hard worker and smart worker um, and if I accomplish these goals damn what else can I do and I yeah. start start to set my sights bigger and bigger so you know, I think it's, I think it really is, Jordan Peterson put it this way. It's like, there's a circle, right? And inside is order, outside is chaos. Right. And you have to always, the, the, the best place to be is one foot outside in chaos, one foot in order and slowly grow that circle. Right. So as you're, as you're growing and growing and growing in that circle, you can take on more chaos from the outside world. Yeah. You, you tame the chaos and that's what makes your circle bigger in a sense. yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of looked at it as in, um, again, like things that make or break the individual who's trying to fulfill this purpose. And um, I thought that perspective was one and like motivation just because um, perspective, let's say, um, again, going with that example of like somebody that's trying to be a lawyer, right? Maybe they have friends that are also trying to be lawyers, right? There's a circle of friends that are trying to be lawyers. And then comparison kicks in. You you kind of touched on this with Instagram, and that sure. can just be like anything as far as like um, like looks, like that kind of thing. Like I'm comparing comparing my looks with somebody else. Um, it's that needs a perspective adjustment, you know? Because like with the lawyer example, it's like, well, first of all, let's say I'm I'm this person. I'm not I'm not trying to be a lawyer, but I'm gonna use this this perspective um, or this example. It's like let's say I'm trying to be like a environmental lawyer but then this other person is trying to be a corporate lawyer i don't know why am i even comparing myself to that person yeah it's Um, apples and oranges it's out yeah in a sense yeah like the the similarity is like we're both trying to go to law school but other than that we have different purposes this person is trying to represent like apple or some shit right (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to represent like mr and mrs sanchez whatever man yeah yeah, you know so it's like it's like sometimes like I think people get caught up in these little comparisons that are not accurate. Yeah, yeah, like the details of or, or the lack of details. They don't focus on like the real details of like what's there. And at the end of the day, it's like in, if that person would not focus on that comparison, they could help each other out. At the end of the day, you're still trying to become lawyers. Mm-hmm. But 
you're going to be different lawyers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't really know how to adjust that example to like the views, like I look how, like comparing how I look, like say, I'm trying to compare myself to how like you look, first of all, we look completely different, yeah. you know? So like, why am I even going to compare myself yeah, to somebody yeah. else? We're a different race too. Exactly. <laughs> like you're Indian, I'm Mexican. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we're completely different. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I think, uh, people get caught up in those type of things, but mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, you just got to realize like people are just different, Decent, you know, yeah. people are just different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, perspective is definitely one. And I think you, you touched on this, which is really uh, good that you brought it up was um, looking at the little things and yeah. how that's accomplishing the larger goal. Yeah. Um, I kind of like to look at it as calling it uh, like incremental victories. Mm. Um, I listened to this one guy, his name's, his name's Jocko, um, to his podcast here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot what episode it was, but this particular part stood out to me because he's a, he's a former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, veteran and he would talk about how like um he was actually talking about this other veteran from like a book that that guy wrote but um it was like when like the soldiers like looking out at the battlefield right yeah and also all like obviously the ultimate goal in that is to win the war Mm -hmm. but then like that soldier broke it down to just like we need to take that house in the city if we take that house we have a strategic advantage for to take over the rest of the city mm-hmm. so basically if we take over that house mm-hmm. we can win the battle if we could win this battle we could win the war you know yeah, yeah. and it's like breaking it down to, to like chunks. little chunks right and it's like we can we can look at that in in like education it's like we both went to community college right we both graduated from high school well i want to get my bachelor's degree right like i'm being hypothetical again well, I have to graduate high school and then I need to look at my options. Can I go to a four-year right away? Maybe, maybe not. Can I go to a community college? That's my better option. Okay, that's my next step. I'm going to go to community college and then what's my next step? I got to transfer. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Pick all these different schools. I got into like whatever school. I mean like my, my top school I got into and then it's like, okay, well after that, what else is left for me to accomplish this degree? I need to pass all these classes and I think breaking it down like well you can say I need to <laughs> I need to graduate high school in yeah. order to get my bachelor's degree and it's not wrong it's true you need to do yeah, that yeah um, yeah yeah micro goals micro goals yeah and I think I think when people lose sight of those micro goals it's easy to fall into the boredom anxiety depression into the abyss again one of the articles you sent me was talking about uh, it's not about what your career is or what you're called but it's about putting your entire being into it the first yeah. article passion yeah passion and and uh, <clears throat> I think if I was to use one of those words to summarize it is presence total presence and it's mm. funny because as I was reading the article I was like this is kind of relating to presence and then as, as I kept reading it said presence at the bottom it's like yeah. you have to be present Right, and the idea is that if you are present, those little things won't really bother you. You're so focused on getting this micro goal accomplished, right? Um, whatever it is, like you're in a state of flow, you know, you're completely yeah, into it. I, yeah, I like the whole state of flow thing. And I've talked to a lot of people about that and some people don't know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. But I was yeah. Like, like, have you ever experienced like a state of flow? They're like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? 
and I was just I kind of tried to I've only experienced it a couple times maybe which is bad but um, the way that I would describe it is like you're so caught up in doing this one task that nothing else matters and you forget you lose track of time um, I think when this has happened to me like I've I've like looked at the time and like a couple hours went by I was like yeah I was writing a story yeah. so um, and actually no people do I think people do experience this more often than not mm-hmm. but they don't realize it um i'm gonna bring it back to video games again it's like you're so caught up in like beating this boss and this <laughs> yeah, video game or whatever boss. you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like you realize oh shit three hours went by yeah you know yeah, yeah. that's in a sense it's it's a state of flow yeah it's just like yeah. you're using it inappropriately i guess yeah so so i'll uh, the way that i've seen state of flows in my uh, head is that everything else just goes out of my head because I have so much else to consider, right? If I'm writing a script for like a YouTube video or something, Mm -hmm. I have so many ideas in my head and I just, I know I'm gonna forget something so that anxiety kicks in and I'm like, holy shit, I gotta write this stuff down quickly. So everything else goes out the window. I forget all of their problems. I forget whether I've eaten or not, whether I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, Every other thought just goes out, whether I'm having problems with, you know, whatever, out of my head and I'm just like, I forget it, dude. I don't even realize like I'm crunched over my laptop all like I don't even realize <laughs> like, like I'm not relaxed golem, or anything. I don't know. <laughs> I do yeah, and I'm like I'm not even typing like like uh, accurately, but I, just just cuz I'm like trying to get everything out. Getting it all, all out of your head, right? Yeah. You lose track of time. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It almost feels like you're in a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um and I think uh that's super important. Just I feel like mindfulness is a big thing about like it's a it's a big tool you can use to fulfill your purpose too because I think when you're present you're being mindful of what's going on around you you're being mindful of your time you're being mindful of um, sometimes your purpose affects other people like if you're a parent um, you know like and you're trying to accomplish something that's gonna make the future better for your kids Mm -hmm. then like you need to be mindful and more present in what you're doing yeah for sure like I I always see um, parenting students or I used to see parenting students at school and I'd be shocked at like the amount of work and hustle that they're able to do mm-hmm. because it's like they don't just have one kid. Sometimes they have two or three. They're married. Um, they have a job and they're a full-time student. I'm like, dude, do you not sleep? Yeah, do you yeah. Not eat? Like, how do you survive? <laughs> how do you manage? Yeah, yeah, how do you manage? And then yeah. I always ask them and a lot of times they're just like, oh, you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That doesn't answer any of my <laughs> questions, but okay. Like, yeah. like, I don't have time to think about anything else. I just got to do. I just got to do. I don't have time exactly, to get in my head. <laughs> exactly. I don't have time for that. It's just like, okay. Like, I got to schedule in time where I can actually think about other things besides doing what I got to yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but yeah. shoot, like kudos to them. Yeah. Um, so I think... Uh, I mean, we talked a lot about a lot of about a lot of things. So we talked about um, what film means to us. We talked about like the categories of purpose, kind of. We talked about some of those things that will either help us in achieving our fulfillment or not help us. Right, know. right. Yeah, not help us for distract lack of better us. words, distract us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's why because everyone, I think it's it for some people it may be easy to find a purpose. But those, like, pitfalls are what makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of poetic, too. You know, it's like if you didn't have, like, these pitfalls, whether they're psychological or, like, external, right, things that you can't control, when you do 
get around all those obstacles and you do accomplish um, that purpose, it's like, boom, like you become a new person. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's crazy. Um, I So what I think is, is one thing that I just randomly came into my head and I think it's important to touch on is there are a lot of people out there, and I know this to be true for sure, like there's no way, it's not even a question, is that there are a lot of people who are of an older age Mm-hmm. who want to, who maybe have not made the best decisions up until that point in their lives. Maybe they're like in their 40s, 50s, whatever, right? And they now they want to make a change in their life. Yeah. Dude, that's like bravo to you, you know? Yeah, and I think a, sure. it, it's 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 never too late. Kind it's of. never too late. And, and it sucks because a lot of people will tell that those people, ah, oh, man, you're kind of, it's, you're kind of old, you know, what are you going to really do with your life at this point? Yeah. I would say no, dude, like you can start any time and not just that, but I think it's, it's important. At least they recognize it at some point better late than never. Yeah. Um, but a lot of discouragement will go their way and a lot more discouragement will go their way than someone who's really young because they have their whole life ahead of them. Yeah. Um, and I, what I would just say to those people is just, you just got to start. Like there's, yeah. that's not a, an excuse for discouragement. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's for sure. Like, like clap to those people that that are a lot older and they're still able to like identify that and then choose to pursue a new purpose. Because I feel like as you get older, um, people become more set in their ways Yeah, and it may be a lot more difficult even to like convince yourself that you can do things but then i've seen i've seen people well i've heard of people that are like 90 and doing marathons i can't even do a marathon (laughs) yeah you know that's like that's crazy or like doing ultra marathons which is like like 30 miles or more and it's like how you know how but i mean it just it kind of shows like what we're capable of as humans Mm -hmm. um i think that is just being mindful and having the perspective to look at it that way because I feel like being open-minded is a word that's tossed up a lot and maybe misused, but being open-minded in the sense where it's like, hey, maybe I can't accomplish those things. Like, let's be open to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I think that uh, that also takes some being, uh, takes people being honest to themselves or being truthful to themselves. Because I think negative self-talk and like lying to yourself are one in the same or like definitely falls into the same category um because it's like i don't know i'm going back to the lawyer example right mm-hmm. um let's say this person went to a really good school they went to like i don't know i'm just gonna say uc irvine right they went to uc irvine they look at like they want to be a lawyer but then they like lie to themselves i'll be like you know what like i'm not good enough for this right but it's like hey you already got into like a great school Who's to say that you can't get into a great law school? Yeah. You know, like, why are you lying yeah. to yourself? You are capable of this. Yeah. And I think yeah. it, it takes that moment of, um, like, self-inspiration yeah. and reflectiveness because that person has to reflect on their journey to be able to, like, say, hey, you know what? I can do this. Like, yeah. I do that with running. Sometimes, like, I've I've gone, like, eight miles and I'm getting tired and then I'm like, wait, I've done 10 miles before why can't I do that now? Yeah. So I'll go yeah. and do that. Or maybe like if the, the day that I hit the 10 mile marker, I was going to stop at nine. And then I was just like, wait, I feel fine. Why can't I just go another mile? 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why, yeah. why not? Just incrementally know? progress. Yeah. E- exactly. So Progressive overload. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it just takes people to really be honest with themselves about what they are capable of mm-hmm. and then doing it because the action is what comes next, yeah. not just the thought process. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people will be shocked at what they can actually do too. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, well, I think I can do this. And then they accomplish even more than what they thought. They're like, wow, I actually have more potential than I thought. Yeah, like they're, they become impressed. That's happened to me before and I'm yeah. not like trying to like boast or anything, but yeah. I've been shocked sometimes at like yeah. the stuff that I've been able to do. Yeah. Cause I didn't even think I was gonna get into UCLA. I never thought yeah. that I was gonna go to college actually. Oh, when really? I was in high school, yeah. yeah I thought that yeah. I was gonna like, go to community college, maybe get like a certi- certification yeah. or like an AA degree and like that was it. Yeah. But I never really conceptualized in my mind that I'm gonna go get a bachelor's degree in something. I'm not, I'm not gonna be a scholar. Like yeah. I never thought of myself as okay. a scholar. Yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. I accomplished it, I still like, it still hasn't sunk in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it still hasn't sunk in. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not fair to say, you know, just because I did it, you can do it. But I think that definitely, like, if a person takes the time to self-reflect, they may be surprised to find out, hey, I can be more capable than I'm giving myself, you know. Credit for. Credit yeah. for, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think all these things amount to fulfillment at the end of the day. Just, yeah. Yeah. Putting your all into it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, I heard recently, so one of the things that is interesting, if you look at it, the retirement age, typically 65, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that retirement age was set so long ago, back when life expectancy was way lower, mm. way lower. Mm. People, I think, are like looking forward to retirement as something that's like, Oh, I like, can't I'll wait to retire. I'll yeah, be free yeah, yeah. from this Ugh. like prison of like 40 years of working. That's such a bad way of looking dude, at that's, it. That's disgusting the, to me. It's <laughs> depression, dude. It's de- you're asking for depression. <laughs> um, but it's crazy because I mean, love him or hate him. Uh, Donald Trump, dude, like 74 years old, 73 or 74 years old. That to take on the most stressful job in the country or in, even in the world, some people would say, yeah, is is a task. Even Bernie Sanders, right? Really old guy, still wanting yeah. to accomplish a Dude, lot. Dude, I'm surprised either of those guys haven't fallen over and died. Seriously, yet. like <laughs> not and, to be rude, but like. no, yeah, and they're they're handling the whole world. Like this is a massive task, you know, yeah. campaigning and everything like that. And at that age. To be able to do that, Joe Biden, same thing. He's he's even older than Trump. He's like two years older than Trump. I think, yeah. uh, almost age of Bernie. Yeah. Same thing, dude. Same thing. I I just like I find how, it how? surprising. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. You've, yeah. brought, you've brought it up, and I don't know. It's like I I can't. It it kills me to think about how you know some people view like retirement as like oh like my golden days are coming yeah. you know it's like yo my golden days are right now. yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah these are my golden days it it's hard but you know hey like i have all the energy and it's like hopefully because i'm yeah. treating these like my golden days maybe yeah. like when i'm 65 yeah. those will be like my diamond days sure. i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 100 yeah and um i guess so finding fulfillment i think is is also a, a constant thing it's not like oh i'm gonna find fulfillment and like ah like i'm at peace yeah yeah i don't think that exists because um it's like once you've accomplished one purpose okay you you've you feel fulfilled for that moment you you're accomplished but then that goes away life goes on 
it's not like you die after you've accomplished something, right? So, yeah. okay, I need to find a new purpose. And I think that that's why a lot of people our age, mm -hmm. after graduating from college, they're like, wait a minute, I still haven't figured out what I want in what my What exactly life. I want, yeah. Exactly. So I think that... I was in that position. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, I think everyone is. I was in that position too. So it's like, I think finding something to fill that void, yes. new purpose, boom, what's next? And it's yeah. like... I don't know it can be this thought can be like applied for like global things ideas like that or like minor things like mm -hmm. i'm gonna beat this like marathon mm -hmm. okay like what's the next what's the next one yeah you know um and i kind of i kind of came up with like a cycle so first was like purpose and then enable in order for you to accomplish that purpose um you have passion and then when you're passionate about those things you know you um, and you're motivated and then you succeed it like that's the accomplishment phase then you have that feeling of fulfillment mm -hmm. but then you have to go back to purpose what's my next purpose right right yeah okay interesting yeah. because so you brought up athletes earlier and a lot yeah. of times when like these athletes retire they go broke because they just like spend, spend yeah they spend. splurge you know they splurge yeah. their money um, I think that it's they haven't found what that next purpose is in yeah. their lives and um, mm -hmm. um, I think Joe Rogan mentioned this with like MMA fighters too it's like well what's the transition after you're a cage fighter what's next um, and what he what I've seen and I think what he mentioned too is like some some will like um, with the positive outcomes like some will become commentators and that's really good because they're experts in their field sure they know how to they know how like the fighting that, that dynamics of fighting works so if they're the commentators perfect yep, you know yep, yep, yep. or some people become like movie stars like the rock was like a pro wrestler sure, sure. And then he became a movie star that's his new purpose sure yeah. and he's a beast so yeah, like yeah. <laughs> i don't know like I, i'm curious as to like if he become like after he becomes a movie star like what's his next purpose yeah, yeah. he hinted at like yeah, president. I consider running for pre president. Yeah, He's like, yeah. I have, I have to get good at politics though first. Yeah. So who knows, man? One hundred percent. That like that guy is like probably the definition of like purpose fulfillment. That trade off. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I I agree. Yeah, you can change your purpose, and obviously as time goes by, depending on the actual purpose it is, right? Yeah. Um. So I I had some notes actually that I read off of. So. Oh, a couple things. Uh, there are certain books that pe that people have gone over that are famous for talking about purpose in life, like The Alchemist. Have you heard of it? Yeah, love that book. You've read it? Yeah, I've read it. Okay. Yeah. So I started reading it because um, someone recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were re actually reading it together because we had some time to kill. And uh, Good, fulfilling the void. Yeah, yeah. fulfilling, fulfilling <laughs> the, the void. void. <laughs> <laughs> we had some, yeah. So anyways, it was good book, good book I, so far. Um, books like that, uh, Jordan Peterson has written Maps of Meaning. That's a very complicated book I've heard. I haven't read Maps of Meaning, but, but that, he, he wrote 12 Rules for Life. Yes, yeah. that too. And and so Maps of Meaning apparently goes over the archetypal stories that, like the structures of stories that give meaning and, and that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so one of my favorite authors, his name is Robert Greene. Uh, he's written many, many famous books. Uh, his most famous one being The 48 Laws of Power. Uh, then he went on to write some other books like Mastery and The Laws of Human Nature. Uh, that book, Mastery, is actually about purpose in life and meaning in life and finding mastery in a certain field, like a subject. You find your inclination, whatever it is, your, whatever your primal, uh, uh, sort of like your, your 
your mission in life is, what you were born for kind of a thing. Right. And you go and you become a master at it. Now, and there's a whole process to it. But uh, in The Laws of Human Nature, his latest book, he's written a chapter about a purpose and, and finding, uh, not going aimless in life, you know, having a purpose. And there are certain strategies that you can implement to have a purpose and to help you out with your purpose. And I think these are really important, actually, that I go over these. So you're going to obviously face many enemies, obstacles, distracting voices of others, mm. lack of trustworthy criticism, and you'll burn out from long periods of just working really hard, right? So these are strategies that will help combat those things. So one is obviously you have to discover your purpose in life, right? You, that's, the discovery process is really important because if you don't choose the right thing, it's very difficult to, to have it sustained through to the end, Yeah. right? So looking for primal inclinations in your old days, right, when you were young, something that just naturally interested you a lot could be a huge hint as to what you were born for, I guess, right? Because you, you um, everyone is, is a certain combination of, what is it, like the, the, everyone is born in a unique way and will never be born again, no one will ever be born again that way. Right. The genetic combination, the, the whatever it is, right? Yeah, like you're unique. Very unique, yeah. Um, so that's one. Two is to use resistance and negative spurs, meaning you have to get used to the pains of like criticism. You know, especially if your if your purpose is something a little bit bigger and you have to put yourself out there. Naturally, criticism will come along the way, um, and it's just you have to look at it that look at that pain as a way like you do when you're exercising in the gym, right? It's only supposed to get, make you get stronger and stronger. You're supposed to go through that, kind of like that, you know? Yeah. So um, you kind of got to look at it that way. But there's the way that I look at it also is when you get criticism, you have to find the balance between understanding what is constructive criticism, what is feedback from the environment, and what you need to take into account to improve your project or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then what is just bullshit that's, you know, based on insecurities, envy, jealousy, whatever. That other people are like Haters. sending your way, right? Haters, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sure. you have to be able to filter that out, right? Yeah. Because um, some people will make criticisms that are real and you should take those into consideration. For sure, right? yeah. Uh, constructive criticism, feedback, right? So that's yeah. it, being able to... I think this goes into like the whole like make it or break it phase, you know, mm -hmm. like whether you accomplish your goal or not. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. There was a baseball player, William Ted Williams, old baseball player. Yeah. He uses a uh, strategy where the press he would he would throw crap at the press just so mm -hmm. they will get angry and write really bad articles about him and uh, kind of like fake news, I guess, you know, make him seem worse than he actually is. Yeah. And he would read those and that would fill him up with like an energy to, to go prove them wrong. Uh, he would purposely want negativity go towards him because he yeah. knew how to channel that energy he, properly. He learned how to like play that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Sure. Yeah. So, so the criti constant criticism from everyone was like a pressure on him and that's a pressure to perform better. Um, so he would purposely throw shit out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and use resistance and negative spurs. Um, uh, putting deadlines very important that also goes yeah into that, that yeah for sure I didn't think about breaking it down that way but I think that's super important because it's it's like a checkpoint right yeah yeah, yeah. when I think about video games again <laughs> like you know it's a checkpoint that you the character <laughs> yeah. are gonna like hit yeah. to accomplish your goal man yeah. like your yeah. purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> 100 yeah. percent um so i would use so again the whole idea behind that is again use the envy whatever that you get to, from the criticisms as fuel to 
do even better because you're doing something you know yeah. you're gonna get criticisms you're doing something that just is a sign that you're doing something different um, three is to absorb purposeful energy meaning mm. you want to surround yourself with people that are because humans are very susceptible to the moods of people around them so yeah we're social creatures <laughs> social <laughs> creatures exactly we want to we need to be around people that are going to lift us up if we're around and, it, and it's sad to say right like it sucks to say this right but pe being around people who lack purpose or that energy or that good mood mm -hmm. will like you can be around them but eventually over time it's going to eat away at you and it's going to affect yeah. you in a negative way it takes some strong willpower to super like super strong willpower yeah and and uh, i think this is a can I, is okay if i jump in real quick sure sure Go ahead. so um i think that it's really important for me to like point this example out because it's not saying that like when you're surrounded by negative energy right it's not to say that that person can't get out and fulfill a purpose mm -hmm. um, I think a really good example of someone that did get out of that and achieve like accomplish their purpose or purposes or whatever they're, st they're still alive I'm sure they have other things that they're still accomplishing it's uh, David Goggins yeah so dude yeah David Goggins is the man yeah, and he, yeah. Um, I just recommend people to either look him up on youtube and there's multiple podcasts that have interviewed him mm. and you'll get a gist of his life story or like he has a book um it's called can't hurt me mm. and basically like in a nutshell because i think that people really should go out and listen to the story on their own is um you know he grew up in an abusive household um his father would like beat him beat his mother in front of in front of him and his brother um and racism it, a lot of yeah racism he experience. faced a lot of ra racism um, and essentially like he went out of that he joined the military and it took him a lot of hard work to get into the military because according to him like he cheated his way through high school so he never really learned like basic math or reading skills like that kind of stuff he just became a really good cheater you know and um, when he wanted to take the ASVAP to get into the military he had to really hustle and like actually learn right everything that he needed and he like barely passed oh man yeah, yeah. he barely passed to yeah. like get into like um the position in the military and was but like here's the thing it's like he accomplished that purpose of getting into the military but then when he came out he lost that purpose right um so in his story he he becomes obese um after coming out of the military and he would just like was lost and um it took like some moment of inspiration i think he got from like listening to like a like a discovery channel episode on like the navy seals something like as minor as that yeah um to us it may be but to him it was like um meaningful. really meaningful and motivational to the point where he like lost all that weight and then he he um looked for a recruiter that would work with him for him to like um be able to um go into buds to train into being a navy seal and stuff like that so and he i mean his story goes on and on but it's like just because you're in a situation that seems hopeless doesn't mean it is because yeah. that that like will that drive comes from inside yeah it's like yeah. something that nobody can really take away from you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah um yeah and, and so you, i'm sure i'm sure he was surrounded by good people also in the in like the yeah or he sought them out at some yeah, point you sure, know? sure his mom was a good influencer for him sure um but also like when he uh 
when he was trying to join the military, I don't know if it was when he was trying to initially join or then join join the SEALs, mm-hmm. he was inspired by this um, this um, guy. I don't know if he was a pararescue man or something like that. One of those jobs in the military where you have, where you have to jump out with your parachute and stuff like that. Um, he was inspired by that guy's story. And then he asked the guy if, like, he could shadow him for like a week or something like that right and he shadowed him did the same workouts as him did this like went to the trainings that he would like conduct and stuff like that Uh so he sought out that um positive um role model role model inspiration yeah and that kind of you know set him off and that's what like we have to do as well it's like what are who are our, our role models or who are our positive um inspirations who's in our circle where it's like we can look at and just be like hey like they did it i can also do it yeah you know? yeah absolutely absolutely um so yeah absorb purposeful energy is one um four is to create a ladder of descending goals and we touched on this a lot actually mm-hmm. uh, always break tasks into smaller yeah. bites incremental stuff yeah so focus on setting goals that are smaller that will help you make progress and not get distracted but you should always also go back and remind yourself of your big long-term vision um, and when you visualize a lot, the power of visualization is crazy because when you actually think and see yourself doing all that stuff, it fills you with a different kind of energy because you're just like, you feel it. It's crazy because people say, oh, you don't want to be emotional. Emotions will hold you back. True in a certain sense, in many ways actually, but yeah, I think there's a balance to it also. You should be logical in your decision making how you use your emotions sure exactly how you use your emotions because you know people sometimes will listen to music that will get them really emotional and really like riled up with energy right Mm -hmm. and you want to use that energy to take action on the decisions that you already were going to make yeah but but your execution of those decisions will be much better because you're in that emotional state that's really pushing you and driving you forward so um yeah i don't know how we got to that topic but Create a ladder. Visual- of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, visualization. I actually, yeah. Visualization is what you said, and yeah, I, I don't do that at all, like visualizing. But I think that is something that I'm gonna try and incorporate um, into into my my own life. But um, dang, I was gonna mention something about what you just said. Yeah. Um, let me see if it comes back to me. We're we talking about we're talking about visualization. Then you went into emotions. Emo- and- oh, okay, okay. So just a comment I wanted to make on that. It's like sometimes you have to trick your own mind or because, you know, like people say like, oh, you need to control your emotions. Yeah. I mean, like, sure. Like, yes and no, like depending on the situation, maybe. But in this case, visualization, right? Um, you are purposely trying to induce emotion in that vis- visualization yeah, yeah. in order for you to like accomplish something. Yeah. And yeah. that's really important yeah. for people to be and it takes discipline to be able to like manipulate that over time, obviously. Yeah. But I think it also has to do with um controlling your mind or learning the ways that your mind tries to trick you. Yeah. Um so that you can overcome your own mind. Because your mind is your can can be your own worst enemy. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it goes back to like um you know when somebody's saying like I can't do this, I can't do that, like I they start making up people start making excuses like I'm too weak, I'm too dumb, I'm too emotional, I'm too whatever. But a lot of times it's like, well, your mind, you live in your mind. Your mind knows what, you, what you've been through. Um, but also it's kind of like your mind is putting like a, like a, a veil uh, or like a, like a glass ceiling of like what you can and can't do. So sometimes like um, 
it's so funny because like I'm gonna bring up Joe Rogan, but he he goes he goes trail running, but then he he tells himself like yeah sometimes when I'm when I'm thinking about giving up when I'm doing my trail runs, I'll just tell myself that like there's a killer chasing me. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like like you have to like yeah. trick your mind into thinking these really like insane um, yeah like, things things yeah. that obviously don't exist. But it's like if you're like visualizing it and like that, like of course you're gonna run faster. Yeah. Of course yeah. you're not gonna like yeah stop yeah. running. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah yeah. I mean it doesn't have to be physical like that. It can be something like. I don't know, doing homework and stuff like that. Yeah. Visualizing, like, or tricking your mind into to, into thinking, like, I have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what helps me sometimes with that is, it's funny, right? It's so funny because people say, you got to think positive, man. But sometimes when I want to get myself in a really, like, crazy state, uh, I'll think negative thoughts. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, uh, obviously, I, and I know at the back of my mind, the very back logical part of my mind, it's not true. But I let the emotional brain just take over. And I'm just like, the, these people, they, uh, I don't know, this person hates me or like that could happen to me. You know, all I look at the, because I have a YouTube channel, right? So like I, I, I've started getting a couple uh, hate comments. Oh, man. I look at that and I'm just like, <laughs> I look awful. at it and I'm just like oh you know yeah, and so it pisses, you off. <laughs> it pisses me off but i use that anger and i know i know i know i'm like controlling the and channeling that anger into yeah. doing something like when i'm going into, into the gym mm-hmm. like i'm like i'm gonna lift even heavier this time because i'm fucking pissed off right now you know yeah. or something like that yeah. like sometimes i'll use music too yeah i think my my phrase that i that i like to use is uh like they don't know me like yeah. they don't know the real me like they don't yeah. know me and yeah. then also like putting it into perspective of well i'm here putting myself out there yeah but then who are who are these people yeah. like where is their podcast where's their youtube channel where's, <laughs> you know like yeah i'd like to see you, your work yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i know yeah, right yeah. seriously but then dude. obviously like it's like that's like a i'm gonna keep that to myself because i feel it, it it's like if i react they're winning they're gonna win sure, if yeah. i react sure. you know sure. Sure. sure yeah sure yeah uh as long as you're using it logically to benefit yourself exactly right? yeah, yeah. So the fifth on this list was lose yourself in your work. Um, make the work itself your primary focus. We talked about this when we were talking about retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making you like the work. Like you want to make yourself actually like the work that you're doing because if you don't, it's going to be a, a hassle. You're going to be looking forward to retirement. But what happens mm-hmm. when in retirement, when you're there, you actually like the work you're doing and you don't even want to stop. You're just like, I really want to continue. Yeah. Isn't that the best place to be in? Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you're doing a job um, that you just love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. And so you immerse yourself in in the, um, you make it your primary focus essentially. You know, mm-hmm. the desire to work, and that kind of leads into the next section here. This is just a few more notes here on false purposes, right? Um, things that will drive people that they think is there is purposeful, but it's really not. You know. Yeah. And one is we covered this before: uh, hedonism versus eudaimonia. Uh, the but pursuit you, of pleasure. Okay, eudaimonia is the same thing. No, no, uh, hedonism versus pursuit uni- of pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was these like the way that I worded it. It's like those pre-existing frameworks. They can be good or bad. These right. are obviously the bad ones. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So hedonism, obviously, short-term pleasure seeking. Things like uh, what I've written down: stimulants, in- entertainment, eating, sex, shopping, gambling technological fads, uh, games of all sorts. If you indulge too much in all of this stuff and you let it completely take you over 
and that's what you're relying on for good emotions, dopamine, whatever it is, not good. That's because humans essentially uh, want to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. That's what hedonism te technically is. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it has to do with our biology too, and it's like mm -hmm. as we've developed as a race, you know. For food, for example, it's like, well, the reason we like overindulge in like fats and sweets is because like, well, before if we came across this freaking honeycomb or whatever, it was beehive, it's like, Store it. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to stuff my yeah. face with this honey. Like, this is good. I don't know when I'm going to come across this much food later on. You it, know? Exactly. So. so it's also, we have to, that, that's, this is one of the things where it's like, you have to trick your mind into saying like, I don't know, come up with whatever I might come up with like, yeah. Hey, if I eat this, like like after halloween right like if you have a sibling or like a nephew or whatever come home with like this giant bucket of like candy and you yeah. just want to like eat every like twix snickers yeah. or whatever like just keep going you know and it's like i don't know you might I've have had those to, moments exactly i've had those moments with with ice cream you know it's like ah yeah. oh, like just give me all of it yeah. like for me it's like well i'm gonna tell myself like hey that's just gonna poison you like if yeah. you eat too much you yeah. know yeah, it's like yeah. or also like just tricking your mind i don't know yeah yeah 100%. That's uh, so w part of what helps me is um, and what I what I realize is really helping me is tracking calories, actually, mm. because if I set a certain number, I can't go above this number. I won't go too much or too little below that number. You know, yeah. I'll hit that target. If I don't hit that target, I'm not hitting my goal. And that makes me feel like crap even more. So I think it just comes from taking control of your con like your conscious mind, taking control of the unconscious and subconscious. Right. Because your primal brain wants to just eat 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 because you never know when you're going to come across that much food it's store excess calories will be stored as fat and that fat is stored energy for later on right because you don't know when you're going to run into food but if your conscious mind takes it over and your logical thinking takes it over it's like dude we have an abundance of food i'm not going to run into problems later on so i don't have to stuff my face right now yeah um so yeah yeah that's mindfulness yeah. mindfulness too Right, right, exactly. So uh, eudaimonia is more of like a meaningful, right, like we were talking about, finding something more meaningful. Yeah. Uh, two, false purpose is uh, causes and cults. Hmm. So like people will, uh, people have a strong need to believe in something, like hyper-believe in like a movement. Um, that's not even necessarily their own movement. They've been kind of brainwashed into thinking that is what it is. Yeah. And that becomes their purpose, right? So like... Oh, I see. Uh, what was it? I, I'm not going to put opinions in here or anything scientology was one that came to mind right yeah yeah uh um, like it can, it can i guess this this one can relate to like politics it can relate to religion politics is one yeah 100 yeah. so someone gets brainwashed into either extreme left-wing thinking or extreme right-wing thinking and that kind of brainwashes you because it's like well if i'm republican or democrat i must believe everything that the democrats believe or yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that the republicans it, it becomes believe. like a tribe like it's a tribe. tribe yeah yes yeah and so you have this hypersensitivity uh in the, the hyper uh belief system right um so and and then you start to create enemies and that's where again tribalism right yeah. and and that those having those enemies fuels you with purpose too because it's like oh, i yeah. those are my enemies right yeah. there you know? would, and this is like negative purpose i mean for me i would say like yeah. this is negative purpose like yeah. for sure yeah yeah no yeah. same same will not bring fulfillment yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't do this yeah 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 um and so uh that's one uh or that's two three is this one's debatable uh, but money, success, and status. Mm -hmm. So the pursuit of money and status, while that can be exciting and glamorous for a while, will 
uh, oftentimes leave you feeling with an empty feeling. Also, uh, this is what the author what the author was saying. This is what the author was saying. Yes. Okay. Um, oftentimes, these types will tend to enter the most competitive fields for money, and this is what I'm saying now is that the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to competitive fields that make a lot of money and generate a lot of money is investment bankers. Mm -hmm. They go in for the for the wealth, extreme wealth, because and it's very competitive. Uh, you have a high status position, and the status and the wealth, they if, if they're not your true purpose, your calling in life, you're gonna be miserable nonetheless, right? Yeah, I think I would yeah. say the same for law. People would do that for like sure, law yeah. school or to yeah. become a doctor too. Sure, like I wanna become this big shot lawyer or something like that, right? Yeah. If it's if you're good at debating and you love debating and that's what your thing is, maybe considered law school, but because of the status, that's questionable. Status can make some people, some people's lives a lot easier and uh, better in certain ways, but it's not the be-all, end-all of everything. You yeah. shouldn't sacrifice your purpose for status. For sure, I think it can get complicated, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there's, I think this, it can, there can be a perspective adjustment where like those things are good things. Mm -hmm. Because like you, you, what the author was saying is like too much of those, too much of that is bad, right? It's not going right. to allow the person to have a fulfillment after they've accomplished mm -hmm. that purpose. Yeah. But, you know, if we go back to, like, the status, but it's the parent, you know, trying to, like, accumulate a little bit more wealth or um, get out of their, like, socioeconomic status mm -hmm. so that they can hand over it to their child, you know, like, sure. this new opportunity. I think that that's fulfilling. Sure, sure, yeah. But, and that has to do with, with wealth and, and, like, wealth maybe it's not rich you know yeah. it doesn't mean like yeah. wealth doesn't mean necessarily rich just like the amount of wealth that they've gone at that point right and like they've gone out of like their status like let's say that they were um right at the poverty line mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's a positive thing if they've right. been able to come out of that and they feel fulfilled like oh man like my my daughter and my son like now have this like new opportunity positive but yeah obviously if it's like you know, like somebody that was already kind of like well, well off, off in yeah. society and then they're just like, well, I need to go like be a lawyer or be a doctor because it's going to like make me look better. Sure. Obviously, yeah. that's not fulfilling at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Um, yes. Yeah, so if, if money and status help you to achieve your your main purpose, which is something else, mm -hmm. and it's not like you're... Uh, you know, in excess, like money, you become greedy and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that is only going to be helpful, right? Because money gives you access to resources that will help you out in achieving whatever purpose you're trying to achieve. Status can also give you more opportunities heading your way for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Um, but overall, and it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, let's say your, your purpose in life was back to kind of how I was wording it. You want to be altruistic, the betterment of society. So you raise your status, you become president. Sure. Wow, like that's awesome. Sure. You've raised your status, and then if you still have that purpose in mind, like I'm gonna make society better, you're in the perfect position to do that. 100%. 100%, yeah. but like if you're not of that mindset and you're like, I just wanna be president because- It I'll, looks cool, I'm gonna get attention and whatever. Yeah, and I wanna benefit, I wanna benefit my companies in the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. You know, speaking if uh, you know it's a president that was a businessman before. <laughs> I've know. heard I've heard things about that also. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. obviously that's not good for society and like yeah. 
you're using you're not going to be fulfilled you're using yeah. that status in a negative way sure yeah, yeah. definitely uh, so four uh, on this list is attention uh, we will find that fame and attention mm -hmm. uh, is only made worse by social media things like that right we uh, again it kind of goes back to validation um, uh, seeking I mean, I think validation has its own purpose and like you should kind of use validation to your own uh, selfish needs, sort of, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So like validation can help in that, you know, when you receive words of praise for the work that you've done, it's not necessarily important what they're saying, but it helps. It helps you to... Um, it's like good fuel. It's good fuel. Yeah, yeah good you fuel. can use it as fuel. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, now, but but there are certain people who are specifically after attention and fame, yeah. only for the purpose of popularity, yeah. or attention or fame, and yeah. that's major validation seeking. But I think that's hyper validating. You know, it's like it's not going to fulfill you at the end of the day, at least not from what I can see or know. Um, I'm not going to name anyone in mind. Uh, not I'm not saying personal examples, but I'm saying mm -hmm. like. Uh, celebrity yeah, yeah I don't have anyone in mind too but I, I think like listeners will get what you're saying it's like yeah if someone's just like seeking attention um, like what purpose are they accomplishing yeah in a sense like yeah I, I don't know like, I I mean they, they could be accomplishing something that if their purpose is like for their purpose is to have validation well they're gonna accomplish it but at the end of the day it's like a it's one of those um, hedonistic pleasures almost too because it's just it's just um, quick yeah you know? it's not long-lasting yeah 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 definitely once you get it it's like you have this feeling like oh am I am I losing that attention is someone else gonna take that yeah, attention? It, it's it's easily flipped over to insecurity yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's one of those like sketchy ones yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you have to be able to really know how to handle that that fame you know yeah yeah um, because I guess uh, attention is also other people are giving you your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, other and, people and are giving you your purpose and it's not yeah. it's not like knowing yourself where you know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do something to mess up, let's say, those people can easily just they can take your purpose away. Exactly. And you can lose exactly. all the, all it, that attention and fame. Yeah. That's why I, <laughs> I can I can see why it's like negative. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, if you're not the one deciding you're not the sole director of whatever direction you want your life to go in, mm -hmm. then you've lost the power. You know, you lost real raw power. And my definition, power is you controlling the direction of your life, wherever mm -hmm. you want it to go. Yeah. So if you've, if you've lost that because it's outside of you, see like this is one thing that's really amazing about purpose and mission in life is that if shit is happening around you that is not in your control, people hate you for whatever reason i don't know you did something you didn't mean to do it or whatever and someone people start hating on you right well at least you have something to fall back on your purpose and mission well um you lost all your wealth yeah it may set you back in certain cases in your mission or purpose but you still have it most mm -hmm. of the time you still have it or you still have like the means to acquire to go wealth. and yeah. do it yeah, yeah yeah you still have something to keep you going as mm -hmm. long as your vision is strong enough and you yeah. really your desire is strong enough to make it happen make it come to fruition um, but I think that's the, the, the greatest thing is that you have the most, con this is something that you have the most control over. And whenever people feel like they have a sense of control over something, they tend to feel a lot better. Yeah. When things are just happening, shit's happening and you don't have control over it, you get into depression very easily because it's like, all right, I guess I'm just fucking miserable. You know, <laughs> no one can control anything. Yeah. I can't control anything kind of thing. Um, 
yeah, but five, uh, this is the last thing on my list here in my notes, is cynicism. And I think this, this is more true for the young people of today that I've noticed. Maybe, you know, you know if I'll give you an example. Religion gives purpose and meaning to a lot of people and yeah. it keeps them going like, oh, God has a, yeah. like a path laid out for it's, me. It's, it's pre-existing. Like it yeah. was here before you were alive and it's probably going to be here. It's probably going to outlive you too. Yeah. Some yeah. religions going to outlive you. Sure. Yeah. And so some people have, because they've lost, let's say they're not religious. That's fine. You don't have to be religious to have like, so I'm not religious myself. But um, they fall into this cynical pattern where every politician is corrupt. Every rich or successful person got there by gaming the system. Uh, nothing is worth it. There is no such thing as true meaning or purpose in life. Everything is without your control. Everything is luck-based. Um, you don't have control over anything. That is cynicism at its like peak and right. at its zenith. And you are going to be in for a hell of a ride emotionally depression and all that kind yeah. of stuff too you know yeah i think that there's never going to be fulfillment in a person that's just cynical about everything they do have a purpose but their purpose <clears throat> is just i'm gonna think that the world is bad and evil and yeah that's all that's why it exists yeah so yeah. why like and that that also goes back to being existential too it's like well why why do i exist you know like that kind of yeah, shit like yeah. you start thinking about those things yeah um yeah, and I think I think part of cynicism, the the main thing, a lot of what drives it is, you don't have control over anything. Everything mm -hmm. is happening to you. You're gonna find some way to blame other people or other things. Yeah, that's the mindset that yeah some people may fall into for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's cynicism, and I, I think that's really that is a false uh, purpose, thinking that there is no purpose in life, kind of yeah. A thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, yeah. that's all I have down here, but... For sure. I guess maybe, like, some final words of, like, encouragement, because those are some dark, dark. Those are some dark <laughs> thoughts, man. Dark thoughts, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like... For the listeners out there, and, like, even for us, just kind of reiterating for, for us, too, it's like, well, whatever our purpose is, or whatever we... we because it's kind of like when we say, like, what when we say purpose is like what we meant were we here put here on this earth for a reason whether like through means of religion or evolution or whatever like why are we here right so i think it's important that you do have a purpose regardless of what like those viewpoints are yeah you do have a purpose because if you don't have a purpose you're just wandering right you're a vagabond just like sack of bones and organs and blood, yeah, yeah exactly. just walking exactly <laughs> and it's like you do have meaning you do have meaning in life and it's just like up to that person to identify like what that meaning is what their purpose is and like once they're really passionate about pursuing that purpose that's where like fulfillment is going to come in in life and i think um it's a constant i don't want to call it a constant struggle or a constant battle because it sounds negative it's just a, there's a cycle of it where it's like all right i'm a, it's a grind you know like like i was saying like my my little uh my fulfillment circle it's like purpose okay i'm gonna have, have my purpose and then i'm gonna be passionate about my purpose i'm gonna accomplish that purpose and i'm gonna feel fulfillment but then in order to fill that void what's my next purpose you know yeah yeah and this could come in like stages in life like yeah. where we're at in life we all obviously each have like a purpose mm -hmm. when we become parents maybe one day yeah. like we're gonna have a purpose if we have like 
if we're blessed by the earth like to become old men i yeah, don't know yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a purpose too you know yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to find that purpose or else yeah. like yeah it's again we're gonna be miserable yeah yeah um so i i, I would encourage the listeners and even us too is just like continue to always like re-examine and uh again i don't know if you want to mention some books that you recommend because uh, mm-hmm. you already mentioned some but like okay so like um i would say like maybe checking out can't hurt me by david goggins like that's a good book where you can see a like manifestation of somebody that kind of went through this and accomplished and reached a level of fulfillment and he still lives to this day like he has an instagram and stuff so you can follow him and you know follow his journey right um and then you brought up the alchemist which is a book i've read and it's really good as well i think it also follows the pattern of like um the main character seeking like meaning in the in the world and and once he finds that like he feels fulfilled and that's like a fiction example like it's not a self-help book it's like a fiction book fiction so book, it's yeah. like pretty it's pretty legit and then yeah. you mentioned some non-fiction stuff yeah uh, 12 rules for life is one maps of meaning is another one jordan peterson uh with robert green it could be um mastery is one uh oddly enough okay so the laws of human nature is sort of somewhat in it you know you examine the human nature in itself what we are the human creature and part of that is uh involves uh learning to manage you know uh things like envy uh your your knowing your limits uh finding you know grandiosity that sort of thing and then purpose in life is one chapter in there that's one book i recommend uh mastery i might have said that already and (laughs) uh, yeah oddly enough 33 strategies of war which is weird, but there are a few chapters in there that are really good on how, the, especially in the first like four chapters of the book, yeah. on how to really hone in using strategies of war, on how to really like push yourself to your limit when you're achieving your purpose, and how to like fill yourself up with energy that's going to help you advance your purpose in life. Yeah, I could see that being being helpful as far as like when you're in between the the thought of like your purpose and the accomplishing phase like that point in between where you're like in the grind yeah i think that would be important um i've never read it but it sounds like if it's if it sounds like what i think it is um it's like sometimes like for some people like looking at life like a battleground right um and you you know the strategies of how like that like war or whatever like um is gone about that can be applied to your life too yeah um so i think that'd be a good book um i have one more book to mention Mm -hmm. actually like did you have any other ones not that i can think of off the top of my head right now okay so i'll just mention this book and then we'll call it but um uh i read this book a long time ago but it's always it always comes up in like a book to to read from like people that i've like listened to or like even counselors at school um, it's a man search for meaning, Viktor Frankl. Yes, yeah. uh, that, I've actually read part of that book. Crazy book, crazy yeah. book. Yeah, and uh, kind of like giving some back, little background of what it's about. It's uh, Viktor Frankl was uh, he was actually an inmate during the Holocaust, and um, I don't know what his background was. If he was a psychologist or or something like that, he was some kind of like he was. I think he was a psychologist. He was a psychologist. Okay, yeah. so he was a psychologist, and he began to analyze the other people that were um, in the concentration camps and stuff like that. And he would notice that the inmates that um, had meaning, right, that told themselves that they had a purpose in life, 
they would oftentimes be the ones that survived more often mm-hmm. um, than the ones that kind of just gave up on life. Um, and obviously, like, those are extreme examples, but it's like when you think about it in the day-to-day, it's like, yeah, maybe um, these people aren't going to, like, um, unfortunately, like, like in the book's case, like, die, but um, people will go through, like, phases of depression and anxiety, and I think that um, it's not the same thing but it can be looked at in a similar lens you know so um yeah i think that's a it's a good book i remember like it's like a lot to read like because it was written such a long time ago but if you can you know get through the cover to cover it's it's uh impactful for sure absolutely absolutely cool so yeah thanks for listening Yeah, yeah yeah thanks for listening cool um and then I don't know, maybe uh, before you tune out of the podcast, um, give yourself some time to self-reflect and just be like, okay, what's what's my purpose? How am I going to get there? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm going to do after we end this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, it takes time and effort to like actually think about it, you know? And, and one quick thing is make sure that that something, whatever it is, is something that's actually in your control that can't be taken away by other people or um, resources or something like that, you know? Uh, Obviously resources can help you and other people can help you, but at the end of the day, if you're not in 100% control of that, uh, that's something to consider, just saying that. Uh, I think that's important, uh, an important factor, for sure. Cool, until next time, peeps, thanks. See ya.